if you steal your team and take it to Oklahoma, you're not allowed to bitch about loyalty. I don't get it, but maybe he thought I farted in my hand and threw the fart at him, but I did not. I feel like Principal Skinner really? is little and skinny. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is episode 127 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am, as always, in perpetuity, your host, your lover, your man, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us, for joining me this week on the podcast. As always, I let you guys know the ways you can get a hold of us. First and foremost, via email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can also send us a voicemail, call us, use your telephone, use your telephone device to call us. I had a look at my phone the other day. Someone was talking about phone calls or something. I, I can't remember what the thing was, what the what prompted it. But I had a look at my phone, my recents on my iPhone, and I noticed that I reluctantly use my phone as a phone about once a week, which is too much which is the maximum you should be using your phone as a phone. But if you want to use your phone to call us here on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, I'm not going to give you my cell phone number because I don't use that, my iPhone. But you can call us and leave us a voicemail. We might play it on the show. 949-464-TBLS is the number there. You can check us out on Facebook, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast podcast on Facebook and further iTunes go to our iTunes page look us up there find us I was somebody was asking me about our show and he's like I don't he's like what's your show I want to download it so he got out his phone he's and he like looked it up and I was like what is that and because he didn't have an iPhone and he's like oh this is like the podcast there's a name for it Either way, it somehow connected to iTunes. iTunes is sort of the source. So if you can go on iTunes and rate the show and leave a review of the show, that is important for our ranking and for our visibility. So if you could do that, that would be cool. iTunes. And of course, if you want to contribute in a way, a measurable way, a way that we will really feel your impact. You can do that on a website called patreon.com. You can go to patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle podcast, or maybe just the baller lifestyle. I'm sure you could find it if you make it to that website, patreon.com. And you can take out your credit card and you can contribute and you can only contribute a couple of bucks. And then every month, two or three bucks or five or 10 or 20, whatever you decide to give, 
you can do that each and every month and it will go to us. It'll keep the lights on around here. Normally right now, I would introduce the fantastic Ed Daly, co-host of the show. Unfortunately, Ed, this week is out of pocket. He's en route to Iceland, of all places. We get it, dude. You hate the summer. Jeez, Ed. One thing you have to give to Ed Daly is the man is exactly who he says he is. So, he's. I think he might be, as we record, I think he might be en route to Iceland or just have just arrived. I don't know. He's in Iceland. And the, the, the Wi-Fi situation is sort of sketchy in where he's staying. So, no, we don't have him live this week. And he'll, he'll be touring Europe as he is wont to do for the next several weeks. So, we'll, we will be checking in with him periodically. He will record some sound for us to use and interact with. And, in fact... He and I recorded some extra takes last week, so you will hear from Ed shortly via tape. But just know that he is not going to be a part of the program live for the next few weeks. We'll have an, a, a sort of an odd schedule the next few weeks. Ne- the next next week, and possibly I haven't edited it yet, so it's it's been recorded. It's in the can, as they say. What up, Kobe? Uh, special announcement. Ed Daly and I were lucky enough to host two sports media icons for a very, very special installment of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. And we'll probably break it into two episodes because we, we, we rapped for a while. We drank a lot of beer. Our very own, from the, the people that listen to the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast, as well as people that listen to this show, because he's been on this show many times, Jason Stewart joined Ed and I, as well as the great, the inimitable, the massive, physically, Travis Rogers came in studio to do one of our our infamous film reviews for the great 1986 action extravaganza Top Gun. So look for that next week, a the, the first installment of what will likely be a two-part episode, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast review of the fantastic action movie, Flyboys, the fly. There's flyboys involved. Top Gun uh, with with special guests Travis Rogers and Jason Stewart. So thank you very much for those guys for joining us. And you're gonna have to wait a week because that's that's next week's show and the next two weeks show probably. How was everyone's Fourth of July? Um, it, that's that's an interesting holiday because it's like a lot of American holidays. It's just a reason to get drunk, as far as I know. And there's a lot of like setting up. Like I went to, I went to Starbucks early in the morning on Fourth of July, and because I had I had a tea time, and so I was getting myself some coffee to 
to make it to my tea time. And it was very, it was in the sixes. It was very early. It was probably like, it was in the early sixes. It was like six o'clock. And there was a bunch of sad dads lined up in their sad hats and sad sweatpants and their sad software company t-shirts or logo polo shirts. And they were all kind of sad. And I realized, I'm like, that's kind of busy. And these guys are up kind of early. And then I realized, mostly because I overheard someone's conversation, that people had gotten up and gone out and set up their chairs to get a good spot for fireworks shows, which is something that a lot of us do and have done. And it really is such a letdown. It's something you spend, you maybe barbecue, you get everything set up. And then as the sun goes down and the sun goes down very late and you, you drag the kids somewhere. I know a lot of you people live in places where you have freedom. So you go and you get the kind of fireworks that can blow your hand off. And I've done that too. I live near Mexico where the, those things are available to us. But a lot of times, and especially here, you go, you set yourself up, you go make a camp where you can watch a fireworks show, a local fireworks show. And I'm sort of conflicted with those, but I, I sort of come to think that it's really, really not worth it. You wait a long time. You're partying the whole day. You're doing whatever. And then you got to wait till it gets dark. And it does. it's the summertime. It doesn't get dark till 9 o'clock. And 9 o'clock in my book is pretty fucking late. Like, I'm ready to go to bed at 9 p.m. I'm not one of these people that burns the midnight oil. I'm not one of these people that stays up into, into the tens. That's crazy. That's craziness. And you've had a few beers, and then you, and your kids are all tired because if you're if you're a normal person, you don't let your kids normally stay up till all hours if you have young children. So then you're keeping them up later than normal to truck them down to see some fireworks shot off by some convict, and all fireworks programs are pretty much the same as far as I can tell. They haven't really. Uh, improved on the technology of fireworks. I know they do with computers and everything, but it looks pretty much the same as it did when I was seven years old myself. Uh, I will say I've seen the firsthand, I've seen the, the Capitol, the Washington, D.C. fireworks extravaganza on 4th of July, and that's pretty spectacular. Uh, the best I think I've ever seen is Dodger Stadium. Blue heaven on earth. They They put on a pretty good fireworks show. But again, like you're not really being exposed to anything special, but there's sort of this like rush, this competition to get a good spot, to be there, to really see him, to be around. And it's what? It's ten minutes. They shoot in the air. They you know they they have a few tricks that they do with the fireworks. They do you wait for the finale, and the whole deal is pretty lame in my opinion. So I I vote we just stop doing that. We just enough with the fireworks. I know it's tradition, but it's really not all it's cracked up to be. And if you're pretending that it is, you're probably lying to yourself. So maybe look inside yourself and see what you really think. Don't be, don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Don't be pressured by your neighbors, by society to be all into the fireworks. Cause it's just okay. Like if I could just sit and some places, some people you live in places like this and that's great. 
if I could just sit in my backyard with no work whatsoever, not have to get in a car or take a walk or go anywhere and just see fireworks from where I lived, I would be way more into fireworks. But the, the having to like trek somewhere and check them out, lame, not into it. I was also reading a few facts about Independence Day, and one of them, the one that struck me is how Ben Frank- Franklin, when he wasn't chasing Poon and just being generally awesome, he wanted the turkey to be the national symbol instead of the eagle. And as I read more, that's sort of debatable whether that was really true. But really, the turkey is much more of an American bird. First of all, that eagle, that doesn't hang out everywhere in the country. It's mostly in Canada. Like, it's in Alaska and the Pacific Northwest and Montana and up there. But it's not like you're going to see a, a bald eagle everywhere you go in this country. And plus, bald eagles, wild predators, they're very they're very much, and they, they're regal looking. They're huge. They're pretty amazing. They're very much opportunists. If you read anything about these bald eagles they're not out there really hunting and killing like you want to picture them doing they're waiting for some other asshole to catch something and then they're swooping in and grabbing it from him that's that's the bald eagles deal the bald eagle is not as american as you want to think or maybe he's even more american because he just swoops right in there but ben franklin wanted the turkey to be the american bird and while turkey in no way regal looking. If you ever see turkeys in the wild, and which, by the way, that's like most of the country. There's turkeys all over this country. And I know a lot of you hunters know this because you're out there trying to kill them. A turkey, that feeds the nation. Like a turkey is a delicious bird. But have you heard of Thanksgiving? Yeah. We eat turkey. That's an American bird. The gobbler. And maybe it's not that spectacular looking, but I'm sure somebody could draw up a really nice one and we could put it on a flag and we could all just be really, really positive and really fired up about the good old turkey because it tastes delicious. I like to smoke a turkey. I like to put a turkey on my smoker. I like to brine it for about a day. And then I like to rub it down with all sorts of shit, put a bunch of shit under the skin, a bunch of herbs. And whatnot. Then I like to throw it on on my smoker and sm- cook it over some smoke, some low heat, some smoke, and that turns into a fantastic bird. So all I'm saying is, yeah, the bald eagle's pretty fucking cool looking, and it's a bird of prey. But at the same time, a turkey's pretty fucking cool too, and pretty American. So Ben Franklin, if that really was your deal, which we're not sure if it was. If it was, I sort of support you. You you had a good idea there. And one more thing before we get into, I like to keep it topical here. Before we before we talk to Ed Daly, we catch up with Ed Daly with what we we recorded previously before he fucked off to Iceland. The big story. I was out there playing golf on the Fourth of July with my close friend and radio icon Travis Rogers and I was driving the cart he likes to be toted around and shouldn't surprise you and he was checking out his phone I think we were on about the 14th or 15th hole and he goes holy shit Kevin Durant went to the war signs with the Warriors and I was like oh cool 
I didn't realize it. So many people would be up in arms about it. It's like past couple days. It's like I can't get away from it. People seem to be really up their own asses about this whole Kevin Durant switching teams. Especially people in Oklahoma City who seem to think that Kevin Durant owes them some sort of loyalty, which is kind of funny considering, A, you live in Oklahoma City, and two, you stole your team anyway. Your team used to be the Sonics, which was, was a real team from a real place, and then some shady oil dudes from Oklahoma swooped in there and grabbed themselves an NBA team like a, like a trophy. Very similar to how your ancestors settled Oklahoma. Look, if you steal your team and take it to Oklahoma, you're not allowed to bitch about loyalty. I know you're really fired up because you live there, but no one else gives a fuck about Oklahoma City. You had Kevin Durant because the team you stole drafted him. And as soon as he had a chance to leave, guess what? He did what anybody else that would was forced to be in Oklahoma City would do. He bounced. Let's be honest. The whole idea of drafts in the first place is essentially indentured servitude. Here are people with a marketable skill that don't get to choose to sell that skill to the highest bidder. Think about that for a minute. So, fuck Oklahoma City and fuck anyone who's really precious about where they're from. Last I checked, this was America, a country formed on the fundamental of liberty. Happy 4th of July. Now, let's check in with our old buddy, Ed Daly. Ed? Yeah, we're talking about sports, and one of my favorite sports is coming up, the Olympics. And yes. the Olympics this year are going to be in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, which is so third world, it's nearly fourth world. It's like like the third world. It's at least third and a half, 3.5 yeah, like world. Santiago, Chile, and Myanmar are like, just, hey, stop calling yourself the third world, okay, Rio? Yeah. They've, got, they've, got, uh, they've got shit in their bay that, they're, that the triathlon's supposed to go on in. They've got, none, of their, none of their venues are built. Yeah. It's, it makes Sochi, Russia look like, I don't even know yeah. what. At least we knew there was a dictator murdering people behind the scenes. Right. At least, Rio, yes. I, don't, I don't think they're that organized. At least, like, yeah. I think. At least, I you, think nobody's behind the scenes orchestrating anything. Right. Because when, because in Sochi, you're like, well, yeah, they're having the Winter Olympics in a place in a seaside resort where it doesn't snow, which seems a little weird to me. But I'm sort of confident that they'll pull it off because the mob is behind it. Right, like the they're, mo- they're, they're, the scary people are going to make sure right. shit gets done. The mob knows how to get shit done because they want to get paid. 
Right. So they'll they'll find a way to you know put like uh, like make things out of cardboard look real whatever they'll make it happen. Uh, Rio, I don't know, I don't know who paid the bribes there, uh, but what's now now they've well, murdered an endangered species, Ed? Yeah, well, one thing I just uh, talking about the country of Brazil, it reminds me of one of my favorite onion things. They did like a fake atlas ten years ago called Our Dumb World, and the the lead line for uh, the headline for for Brazil was uh, people at, at its at its most beautiful, humanity at its ugliest. Yeah, exactly. That's a great <laughs> point. Except, uh, except some of those beautiful women with those big round butts, they get you looking at that big round butt and you think, oh, and then you don't, you don't observe the rest of what's going on there. You don't notice that that's like a size 11 foot they got there. And you're like, <laughs> Whoa, hold on, hold on. Oh, like a lady boy? Why she, why she got a bandana around her neck? Well, that's because she's hiding that Adam's apple. And she's hiding something in the front, too. And you're not going oh. to see what it is until it's too late. In Thailand, that, that happened on more than one occasion where you get kind of fixated on an ass, and then you're like, oh, wait a yeah. second. Yeah. That ass was a little too good. I I know a guy that got uh, got all the way back to the room in Thailand before he realized what was going on. And I, when I see him, I make fun of him for it. And he's like, "No, he's like, you would never have known. You don't." He's like, "It was that was a chick until it wasn't." And mm. I had no idea. And I'm like, "I would have known. There's no way so I would have." We known. have to go back to her. We, we can't. We can't. Just just let me bend over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, can't like no that time of month. This is how we're gonna have to do it. But but lady boys are the least of our concern with the Rio yeah. de Janeiro Olympics. Yeah. So let's uh, so to kick off the Olympic torch passing ceremonies in I think northern Brazil this past week, the host country pulled out all the stops, and one of those stops was parading around Juma, the jaguar uh, who lives in the Amazon. Beautiful well, animals, jaguar. One of the most beautiful animals. They're they're yeah, coat, and, so majestic. Yeah. Very majestic. Mm-hmm. And the passing of the torch clearly spooked the 17-year-old jaguar mm. who managed to escape her handlers back at the zoo. Mm. And so the handlers promptly pumped her full of four tranquilizer darts, which okay. sadly ki- sadly killed the animal that's used to roaming the jungle. <laughs> but was su- for, for one day pulled out of the jungle to, to be subjected to crowds of people and flaming sticks. Uh, so, Brian, let's, let's keep it simple here. Considering, as you mentioned, considering their competition water is full of shit, right. and they can't help from killing mascots, at what point do we yank the Olympics from Brazil and tell them to just stick to to waxing vaginas and producing supermodels? Right. Yes, I think well, I think it's too late. But m- maybe the Olympics should be like on a Super Bowl rotation, where you just pick, right just a few places that yeah. already do it. London. Beijing, L.A., you pick, like, five cities, and you just rotate. I feel, like, I feel like Sydney did a good job. There you go. Sydney. And places you want to visit, like, as much as there might be some beauty in Brazil, there's also a great chance of being mugged at best. Yes, right. Right? Like, mugged or murdered. Yeah. Now they got the Zika virus. You, get, you could end up with one of those cute little babies with a tiny little head. And you don't want juice. that, yeah. You, yeah. Don't, you don't want a little Beetlejuice baby. It's all it's all bad. I feel really bad for this jaguar. Like you figure, the trainers would know exactly how many tranks it would take 
to, right. to like, it was not the first time they've tranked him. Cause it, when they do the vet visit or whatever, well, they got to trank the when thing. They, when they originally captured this thing, they had right. to trank it. Yes. It's, it, they trank it on the regs. It gets tranked often. You, you figure they would know the exact dosage that it needs, but this is no, Brazil we're dealing with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they gave the trank guns to people that were signing up to, help be crossing guards for the Olympics, like the volunteers. Exactly. Like in London, they put all these people around town with purple vests, like the the coming weeks to the the Olympics. And they'd be like, hey, can I help you from the train station to here? Do you need to know? Like they just got tons of volunteers. So I'm sure they just got some volunteers in Brazil and they're like, yeah, here's some trank guns. Uh, If you see any wild animals, just shoot it. Yeah, you get volunteers to handle your local situations. and, And there it's wild animals roaming the streets. And or and or transsexuals. Uh, I did see. I'm not sure if this is every event, but I did see that um, national dumb guy hero and potential and one time reality star. Oh, I know who you're talking about Ryan Lochte. He of the of the grill from London has and the catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had his own catchphrase, and it was "yeah," which is like "yeah" with a J. Yeah, um, <laughs> a very broy kind of thing. I believe he's failed to qualify in his gold medal event. I saw. Yeah, games. I was watching a little bit. the The trials are starting to be yeah uh, shown on TV, so I watched a little of that. And uh, I'm excited. I think in a couple of days I saw a little ad. They're going to have the trials for like the shot put and hammer throw. Oh, that's I love cool. that's it's like strongman competition. It's very I exciting. Yeah, the the hammer especially because the hammer it looks. I mean, these guys look like they would they could literally rip your head off. Like oh, yeah. just walk up to you and just rip your head off. They're that. Like their dimensions are stuff you've never encountered. Well, they're because that's because they're juiced out of their minds, and sure, they're more ju- power to them. They're ju- of course because you couldn't do that. You couldn't look like that. You couldn't be that strong unless you got juiced out of your mind. And like you watch the shot put, and you got to keep it right next to your face. And the discus, you got you got to do. It's almost like a dance the way they spin around and then slam into that little block at the outside of the circle. Yeah, take some skill to do those, but that hammer throw—you just fucking pick that thing up and swing it around right. and let it go. It's very yeah, caveman esque kind of thing. Yes, like this, I don't think it, it's just the strongest guy. Just find this, get Magnus Ver Magnuson, get that dude, the Mountain from Game of Thrones, get him out yeah, there. I bet he scary, could throw further than anyone. Scary individuals. Uh, in high school, like I just dabbled with like, hey, I always wanted to try you discus. Do track? And I, yeah, I yeah, um, and. It was, it was more technique with discus. Like, yeah. I was okay at best, but like the guy who was one of the best guys was not a particularly huge guy. He just had that technique down, and he could just whip it out. Like, you know, it's like Tasmanian Devil to throw the discus. Yeah, it's there's there's a lot of technology involved. And remember, in Revenge of the Nerds, they figured it out. They had Lamar. <laughs> They maximized Lamar's limp-wristed throwing style. But was that in the first one? That would have been one of the sequels. No, that was the first one. It was it. Yeah, I think so. I gotta say, I gotta say, I I think I watched the first one like five, six years ago, like well after it was out, and it actually held up okay. 
Well, it was still uh, it was still kind of funny. Uh, well, other than um, Skolnick committing oral rape in the oh, yeah, in yeah. the moon right. in the moon house, like things were very different in the eighties. Like we played it more fast right. and loose. Like if you tricked a girl into giving her oral sex, but you were very good at it because you you'd studied it, she would she was right. just like cool with it. It's a, hey, now I'm your girlfriend. What? But that was half the comedies of the 80s. That's true. Yes, like Hot totally. Dog, the movie, yes. all, all that kind of yes. stuff. All the classics. Yeah. They should make movies like that again. Uh, Ed, you know how I feel. We talked about spitting already. Mm-hmm. I am pretty much against any kind of bodily function happening in public. Like, I get it. You got to take a leak. You can... You can quietly you know you've had a few beers i like how in europe they have those things on the street those like four those quad urinals that they just have on the corner in europe and you just you just walk out of the pub or whatever and you just kind of hang one discreetly but you know what's creepy is they're not always walled right sometimes it's sometimes it's just like waist high kind of thing oh really (laughs) yeah like so Potentially, and Somebody I've looked at him and been like, "Yeah." So, are there just like four guys across from each other? Yeah. Like that would be weird. Yeah, the, yeah. Potential stream crossing, very awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yes. Let's let's talk about in the recent Euro Cup or whatever whatever the fuck it's called. That's still, uh, that's still going on. Iceland took out England. FYI, I'm pretty up on I, the Euro Cup. I saw I saw a great headline. I think it was the Washington Post. They said. Uh, England exits Europe for the second time in four days. That's great. Love it. Uh, During a recent uh, match, Swedish soccer player Adam Linden Lundqvist, because of course his name's that, uh, he he felt a rumble in his stomach, so he let let out a massive fart. Wow. Right there on the pitch. Yeah, right on the pitch. Now, unfortunately for Adam, the gas blast earned him his second yellow card from the game, and Mm -hmm. as a result, an injection. I, I can't do a Swedish accent. No. You do the Swedish What, am I not allowed to wake wind a little? No, he replied. I don't get it, but maybe he thought I farted in my hand and threw the fart at him, but I did not. I spoke with the referee afterwards. I was annoyed, but there were no bad words. I just said he was a buffoon. Brian, what what is your take on him farting, and should he have been ejected, and also... What do you think he ate? I mean, it's so loud at these matches. Yeah. How yeah. Did, what happened? Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe we should rewrite the rules of soccer, and instead of just yellow and red, we can also give the referees a brown card that they could play. <laughs> like, maybe it's like one of those things. It's like Draymond Green, yeah, he he punched LeBron James in the nuts, but he had already had two flagrant fouls before that. So it wasn't the nut punching; it was the it was all the flagrant fouls added up. Accumulation. Yeah, it's the same thing goes with these yellow cards. You get a yellow card, then you get a second yellow card that equals a red card. That means you're out of the game plus the next game. It, maybe if they had a lesser penalty, a brown card for farting, maybe mm-hmm. just go sit out. Maybe it's like a power play; you just go sit yeah. out like ten minutes. I feel like that would be a, a, a reasonable thing. Like a power play in soccer would probably make me a little more interested. Also, that offsides rule. What the fuck is that? You can't get past the defense. You're literally not allowed to get past the defense because it's a penalty. Right. Isn't that, that the goal? Isn't that yeah. the goal? 
Yeah. And if you're if you're uh, hanging behind the defense, like sometimes the basketball guys lag back. Right. Like uh, what's his name? Dennis Scott. You just used to just hang out at yeah. the three point line and yeah. just hope somebody passed him the ball. But he didn't play defense. If you have one less yeah. guy on defense, Four wouldn't on that five. mean you'd have a better That's chance right. of scoring? That's right. Somebody needs to defend the buffet from Dennis Scott because now he's not he's not hanging out at the three point line. He's hanging out at the prime rib station these days. He's <laughs> he's he's cherry picking the actual cherries. He 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 looks although he probably made shitloads of money, he looks like he's loading up at the Golden Corral. Yeah, he's he'll eat. Uh, also I don't like I get it. You know, you got you blow one off. You're out there running. A lot of times you're running. It just comes out. Like there's not it happens to everybody. It happens to the best of us. But I don't like the fact that this guy called it break wind. Very disturbing description. <laughs> Do not like that. That's something yeah. your grandmother says. Yeah, that I don't know if you're allowed to say that if you're uh, younger than 67 yes. or 68. It's very I know they're very polite in Sweden and don't they eat like a lot of fermented fish, like s- fermented oh. sturgeon? Pickle. When, when I was uh, – my first Thanksgiving out of college, I was working for a Danish shipping company. Yeah, yeah we, we, at, we knew about Lars. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, Lars. Uh, but anyway, my first business trip was a two-week trip over Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so on Thanksgiving Day, obviously they didn't give a shit about Thanksgiving there. No. But the meal that was served to us, because we were at like a uh, uh, like a center. It was not like I could just go to any restaurant I wanted. Yeah. The yeah. meal that was served was pickled herring. I was uh-huh. like, now, if this isn't the biggest kick in the nuts yeah. on Thanksgiving, passing up a great turkey meal for oh, this. Yes. Yeah. Pickled herring. Mashed potatoes, gravy. On like that black bread that's disgusting. Yeah. I think we can all agree that by far the greatest American holiday is Thanksgiving. Of course. I mean. So, I mean, if I'm going to be out of the country for it, at least I could say, well, I did have a good meal tonight. Yeah. No. no. It was my, one of my worst. Pickled herring. And I bet when Lars crawled into bed with you that night by accident, by air quotes, <laughs> accident, he probably. <laughs> jumped right out of bed after what you were releasing from eating all that pickled herring that day. He's trying to give me the pickled herring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, Cleveland is a little too excited about winning the NBA championship. Would you agree? Uh, he, I, would, I, I would say they're very excited. Yeah. But when you think of Cleveland, yeah. you're thinking, this is all they have. It's true. They don't they when don't have all much. they have is sports and the sports are giving them nothing. Yeah. This this celebration is expected. Indians, and, the the Browns. They had to get a right. second Browns. The first Browns left and oh by the way, then they went and won winning. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls. Then they get the. Then they got to get a new Browns, and they suck just as bad as the old Browns. Also, they drafted Johnny Manziel. Yeah, that's right. Yes, kind of ended made, those the new orange of those new Browns uniforms. Though it's kind of I, I kind of into it. I do like that. It has a very college feel to the. Yeah, it's kind of like a Syracuse or just a throwback to the '40s kind of look to it. Uh, and prior they, to prior to LeBron, the greatest Cleveland hero. Was Mr. Wife Beater himself, Jim Brown. That's true. Like that that guy is Mr. Moral Compass, except you forget he's had like several domestic violence. That drives me crazy. Arrests. And a lot of people are like, 
You know who the greatest running back of all time was? Jim Brown. Jim Brown played in the late 50s and early 60s. The, right. the offensive linemen were like 215 pounds back then. There's yep. no way that Jim Brown is better than Adrian Peterson. There's just no way. There's just, it's just impossible. Let me get let, hey. He and he quit, the great, the, he quit in the prime of his career yeah. to go be in the Great Escape or whatever. Right. Uh, yes, Dirty Dozen. Right, get the fuck out of here. He's fantastic in Mars Attacks. Like, I do not like him and his koofy getting up there telling everybody how people are being mistreated when he's the guy that took a he's shovel. Women. He took a shove. He, he threw one woman off a balcony at some point, and and an, another wife he beat her he terrorized her and beat her car with a shovel with her inside of it that's right yeah and he loves giving those interviews it's like you have to understand right this is the way it is well guess guess what the way it is it's not being assholes to women that's right face right go fuck yourself in your Uh, stupid movie crew so speaking of cleveland what happened there so as as we all know lebron and jr smith delivered the city of Cleveland, it's long overdue championship, and obviously, the victory parade was well attended. Well, the next day, the Cleveland police were proud to report they reunited forty-five different children with their separated with their separated parents. Now, Brian, I'll keep this very simple. You know how shitty some kids or most kids can be. How many of those forty-five do you think were intentionally lost at the parade? Well, I feel like they're just feral. Like they're, it's kind of like, uh, um, kind of like animals out on the Serengeti. Like <laughs> they go out there and their cubs are there, but when they go off to hunt, they're like, "Hey, do you just hang out here and don't like, just stay close?" And it's kind of the same in Cleveland. Like, yeah, your kids are there, but you're drinking a bottle of old Granddad in a bag, and you're you're. Uh, Cavaliers just won the NBA title, and you're pretty into it. And yeah, you'll find them eventually. It's like it's like that story Artie Lang tells about when the uh, when the Yankees won the World Series, and yeah. this, this is back in the seventies when when oh, but his dad put him on the field. Yeah, and his dad just grabbed him and threw him on the field and said, "Run to second base," and he was like ten years old. <laughs> like you could just do that back then, and it's still back then in Cleveland. Like, well, yeah, that's they, true. They're in the Rust Belt, right? Yeah, yeah. They just Rust let them. Belt, that's kind of they're still playing by the seventies rules. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't. But you know, I no bet harm, no many, foul. I bet in I bet in many scenarios there are people like, hey, I'm not going to get blamed for showing up at the, at the parade. Everyone's going to be here, right? What if uh, What if I just kind of turn my son this way? And then slowly backpedal through the crowd. Wow. And then if something happens to him, I hope nothing happens. I hope he lives a happy life. But it's sort of the Cleveland equivalent of driving your dog out into the middle of nowhere and letting him setting uh, Bosco free. That's a really that's a really good point. And what we what we've determined on this show, there are at any given time there could be twenty or thirty active serial killers going in, at in the Ohio area. So That's true. if you leave that kid out there, there's a good chance he's going to get scooped up and you're never going to have to worry about him again. He's in a crawl Pretty space. much the only serial killer that doesn't have an Ohio connection is Dennis Rader. I think everyone else. BTK. BTK. Way, way to go get Wichita, BTK by his government name, <laughs> Dennis Rader. <laughs> Wichita State's proud alum. Well, yes, very, very disturbing. You know, they caught him by linking him to his church's computer, Ed. 
Uh. They linked his floppy disk to his church's computer. Uh, real quick, just February 21st, 1985. Jim Brown, the professional football star turned actor, was arrested together with a woman companion Wednesday on suspicion of rape and sexual battery on a 33-year-old woman at Brown's Hollywood Hills home. Police said Brown, 49, and Carol Moses, 22. How fucking old is this guy? Jim Brown, 49, in 1985, were arrested just before noon at Brown's residence on Sunset Plaza Drive, where the attack was said to have occurred. The alleged victim, who was not identified, complained to Hollywood Division detectives that Brown and Moses sexually assaulted her after Brown struck her several times. Jesus. Good dude. What a dick. But yeah, let him tell you the way it should be in America. Right. Right. It's exactly. Dick. Right. Just let's uh, never forget. Let's let's not forget what goes on. Uh in Andre Agassi's book, he's got a really good story about hustling Jim Brown on the tennis court when he was when he was really? 10 years old. I think he might he might have even been 8. And he was out there playing and at his club in Vegas, and Jim Brown showed up. And I guess Jim Brown is a great athlete. He's a pretty mean tennis player all, as well. All-American lacrosse, too. Yeah, and, and uh, Andre Agassi's dad hustled Jim Brown into a match versus Andre Agassi. And Andre Agassi took him for like 800 bucks or something. Ed, you are a huge user of emojis, are you not? What, what, are, what, are your, what are some of your favorite emojis? I know, like, I try to send you some emojis sometimes, but you never really respond with them. I think you're just playing coy, but obviously you're a big emoji user. What, what, what are, like, your top five emojis? There are, there are a few things that I can say with 100% confidence. I can, with 100% confidence, say I've never used an emoji in my life. Not one. You've never once. What about like, not once? What not even like the homemade just because ones, where you do like no, a no. colon and a bracket. Oh, I never even did the sideways smiley face thing. Like no, not never use an emoji. Not once in my life. Okay, I'm gonna here's here's my. I'm gonna chalk that up to being heterosexual. Here's here's the top. I'm just gonna go across the top. I have an iPhone, obviously. I'm just gonna go across the top. There's six across the top row. And the um, so the first one is the um, kissy the kissy face blowing a heart. The second, you use that? Well, obviously, I think they, these go in order of the most used. I'm not positive. The um, the next the one next to it is a uh, um, is the cigarette the, the lit cigarette. The one next to that is the the bull or the cow. And then the one next to that is the one that's like squeezing its eyes and sticking out its tongue. I really like that one. I use that one a lot. It's like when I'm being what, what are you trying to say? It's like when I'm there. being silly. Like I just said something silly and then I and then I do this squinty eyes with the tongue sticking out. Then the one next to that is the blonde guy, but he's the black blonde guy that looks like Demolition Man. I like using that <laughs> one sometimes. The, the the look that inspired uh, 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 Dennis Rodman. Yeah, exactly. After yeah. after that movie came out, then it was like, okay, I'm just going to be the demolition, demolition guy, man. For, yeah. demolition man forever. Yeah, I have the I have the demolition man on there, and then just some I, the eggplants on there. I have the um the the bow and arrow, the gift, the um the chocolate donut, of course, the the little tiger, the cup, the, like the Stanley Cup, uh, the 100 emoji. I got all the biggies on the fire. Now, I use the fire I one don't, all the time. This is this is how how far removed i don't even see yeah you don't have your emoji keyboard enabled 
Is there a keyboard? Yeah, you have yeah. To, I don't you even have, have that option. It. You have to enable it. No, and, never. And you are, you are exactly who you portray yourself to be, which is great. Uh, well, Ed, <clears throat> Alabama Governor Rick Bentley, he had also had some favorite emojis. The the problem is that while he meant to text them to his mistress, he accidentally kept sending them to his wife instead. <laughs> Quote, occasionally Diane, that's the wife, Diane's phone would buzz with text messages from her husband containing a red rose emoji. Messages were so unexpected and out of character for the governor that she wondered if they would, were intended for someone else. <laughs> that's a, not a good sign for the marriage. Right. Diane was willing to forgive her husband even after overhearing him tell the mistress that he loved her until Bentley sent another red rose emoji, this time with Mason's name attached to it, a text that was cited by the aide who first publicly spoke about the affair. Um, Diane seemed to drop the matter, but then a few weeks later, Diane's friends say Bentley accidentally texted her another red rose emoji only this time the message included the word rebecca ed what's the most disturbing thing about this story a that a 73 year old guy was wrangling side trim that the jefferson's doltish british neighbor has relocated to the alabama governor's (laughs) mansion or that someone is walking around this earth calling themselves rebecca and spelling it R E B E K A H. Oh, <laughs> there are there, there are problems. You did not add, even though you're really into emojis. Yes, you got to admit, a 73 year old dude no, using them is really be. disturbing. He I mean, I'm 40, right? And I feel like that there's it's just not something for me to be doing. No. But a 73-year-old no, he dude. Should really shouldn't be. Cell phones weren't invented until he was past my age. Yes. I mean, I, I know the first cell phone was 40 years ago, but right. nobody used it until like 2000. And the, just the red rose. He's sending a red rose to his mistress. Very creepy. It's a very creepy feeling. That's almost like you're murdering them and laying a red rose on their, their, their grave. Totally. That's a creepy one. Like, when I use emojis, it's hilarious. It's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very cute. But when a 73-year-old guy does it, I mean, it's a little... Oh, wow. just to his mistress. And at 73, I mean, jeez. enough already. I mean, good, good. I guess good that he's he's got a strong libido, but like, at 73, I'm oh. playing the back nine. Like, yes. let's, let's not rock the boat here. Yeah, hit, the, hit the early bird special, dude. Yeah, be be proud that you get to avoid. I mean, you can walk through life and do whatever the fuck you yeah. want at seventy three. Yeah, like you're. Th- hey, I feel like eating dinner at four thirty in the afternoon. Fuck yeah. off, everybody! You're, you're the governor of Alabama. You have servants. Yeah, like, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Like, bounce your grandkids on your knee. Hang out in the governor's mansion. Like, live in Alabama. Roll I'm tide. Sure he gets, I'm sure he gets a sweet skybox skybox offer every weekend in the fall. Right. If you're the governor of Alabama, are you required to be roll tide, or can you also be um, War Eagle? War Eagle, or what about like UAB? You know something? what? Yeah. The, just think about the fact that probably eighty percent of that state is roll tide. So in yeah. election years, you better be roll tide. Roll tide is what you want to be. Yeah. yeah. Roll tide. Okay, Ed. 
Yeah. Say, imagine for a minute. Let's play a little game. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a Brewster's Millions scenario. My favorite. Kind. I have twenty thousand cash right here. Okay. Two yep. two wrapped stacks of ten thousand mm. dollars, and <clears throat> you have to spend it Brewster's Million style. No throwing down on one of your shady Wall Street Bros bond funds. You got twenty large. And I come back in two weeks, and that money needs to be gone. Yep. What do you do with it? <sighs> Going big. Badass big vacation, the, right? Badass vacation, like really, not necessarily fine dining, like pretentious. Right. But like I'm going to make sure, grease the right major yeah. D. I'm getting to the best places that I've always wanted to yes. try. You know, I'm doing I'm doing the things that like it feels way too excessive Love on it. your own dime Love kind it. of thing. Yes, just yeah. Live like get, at the end of two weeks, you got fucking gout. Like that's how good you lived. <laughs> yeah, very rich. Everything you, is rich food and you, drink. Yeah, Louis the Fourteenth cognac, like just everything, butter, yep. just French food, like all the above. Right. Yep. Well, unfortunately, Ed. You, my friend, are no Nelson Hidalgo. Nelly. Who spent 20000 20K the right way. Okay. What'd he do? And of course, I mean by outfitting his custom van with more than 80 speakers. <laughs> That's just what Nelson Hidalgo, 47-year-old American hero, did at the 47. Mets. Did at the Mets game at City Field in Queens last weekend. Oh, you getting, you getting a picture City here? Field. You getting a picture City, here, Ed? City Field. I got to say, like, Yankee Stadium is, it's like a, a one-block oasis in the middle of shitty Bronx. Right. City Field is like on a warm day. You're going to see anywhere between twenty and 30,000 jean shorts. <laughs> It's and it's it's a it's a it's a really nice it's way nicer than Yankee Stadium like in terms of the the amenities because yeah. they're both relatively new. Yeah. Uh, it's in the middle of like fourteen hundred auto mechanic places, like blocks full of muffler repair, yeah. <laughs> and then it's just people in jean shorts everywhere. But anyway, and probably half of them are named Nelson Hidalgo. Yeah, that's right. Right. You get a picture here. Well, Ed, he pulled into the intersection of 127th Street and 35th Avenue just outside the stadium around 10.45 p.m., mm-hmm. opened his back doors, and started cranking the fucking tunes. Mm, not, I bet there were a lot of trumpets playing. Not shockingly. <laughs> cops arrived to find that Hidalgo, Coors Light clutched tightly in his fist, had amassed a rather sizable crowd. Unfazed by his audience, the police arrested Hidalgo and charged him with second-degree criminal nuisance, general noise prohibition, disorderly conduct, and obstructing the driver's view. Think of how loud that must have been. And here's the quote, maybe the greatest quote of all time. Hidalgo said, quote, I know it's illegal, but it's the weekend. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's great. He, it, he he treats his weekends like the purge. I've never seen that movie, but yes. the general premise, they're like, yeah, the rules are out. Yes. And in the realm of inspirational, prophetic, American slash Puerto Rican quotations, does I know where does I know it's illegal, but it's the weekend rank. Number one, number one, because <laughs> it's right up there. It's it's right up there with walk softly and carry a big stick, right? No, it's it's by far. I I can't even consider Teddy Roosevelt's line even close to this thing. <laughs> this weekend, I used to live next to a guy that, although he probably didn't have that many speakers, certainly gave the appearance. My first apartment, so it was my you know the cheapest apartment, yeah. and I was wall to wall with. Uh, a Puerto Rican family that loved their salsa music. Oh, yeah. And when we finally moved, and it was, I was probably there four years or so, and I said to Michelle, I, I don't care where we move, but I can't hear any more trumpets. No more goddamn trumpets. Yes. <laughs> the horned instruments are adequate. And it's, yeah. it's like very trumpets, anxiety. There's a lot of accordions yeah, in there. But it, yeah. it's, it's that fast tempo. And yeah. It's like, Oh my god! I, I, my blood pressure is rising. It was it was a little bit it was a little bit scary. That yeah. that music I can totally picture the scene. Um, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm fine with everybody embracing their culture, but that music drives me. It just gives me agita. Like ugh. eighty speakers. I mean, this guy Nelson Hidalgo, forty seven, Queens resident, obviously a hero. But I feel like you could get plenty of sound with like four or five subwoofers. I don't feel like you really need to go 80. I think this is more of a flashy type thing, more of a show. You you think he, he wasn't, he wasn't doing it for the same reasons as sound. He was starting to just be a little excessive. I feel like, I feel like a little showy. I feel like those 80 speakers were to attract a few mommies. Nelson Hidalgo's (laughs) way. Like I bet. I bet he was wearing bedazzled jorts at the time. Good point. Yeah, I, I could. I think that is that is the chalk at this point. Yeah, because we're working with eighty degree te- temperatures in the New York area Pretty right warm now, so and humid. It's jorts weather for that guy. Yeah, and humid uh, out. Ah, oh, it's so disgusting. It's like soup out there. Thank you very much for that, Ed Daly. Hopefully, we hear from him soon during his European sojourn. We know what he likes to get up to over there on the across the pond. Joining us now is every... We're not completely alone. We have our other two regular participants, me and, of course, our very own pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. She joins us now. How you doing, Fancy? Oh, Hello. I'm good. How are you? Oh, I am good as well. It's kind of weird not having Ed here, right? It's I know. a little there's just a little different dynamic, isn't it? I know. One of one of the threesomes missing. Right. I mean, I feel like we could it wouldn't take us long to get used to it. <laughs> but at this point, it's a little bit different. Just you and me having a chat. Yeah, just talking. Just you and I getting together. Been a while. It has. Yeah, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. I'm glad to have you here. Listen, let's go through a couple of these emails that we got. Sure, let's do it. Because Ed's not here to respond to them. And one is a daily's choice. So we'll, we'll, we can talk about that, and then, okay. and then he can respond to it when he gets back or in pocket. Or I can pick what, Ed would, what I think Ed would Yeah, choose. we should do that. Okay, <laughs> first, though, 
ballers. Stop being hashtag gross. Would rather listen to sports talk rather than all your hot analingus takes. Hashtag wish I wasn't team current episode. That's from our dear friend Paul. I don't know what he's referring to. I don't. It took me a while, too, because I certainly would not choose to discuss analingus. Like, have you and Ed been discussing that? Well, it took me a while, and then I recall that we uh, last week we talked about a, a sex toy company oh, right. that wants to be the apple of butt plugs. Gotcha. And I made the joke that if the if what about the company that wants to be the Windows, the Microsoft of butt plugs? Would it would it crash immediately when you try to put it into your orifice, and would it give you viruses? It's a great joke, right? So, yeah, it is a good joke, Paul. I was not included in the hashtag gross convo. That's true. Yeah, you weren't you weren't there for that one. And here's another one. And this is this is a bummer because Ed's not here. Greetings all, and happy 4th of July to everyone. I spoke about the 4th of July earlier. Mm -hmm. Let's just get down to your favorite game, Daily's Choice. Okay, Kate, let's see if you know who these people are. Well, Ed will have to respond to these in time, but we'll we'll go with, this is of course from Rights of Bill, and those of you that don't know the game, everybody should know the game right now. This is where co-host Ed Daly, who's openly admitted to... If he were in the restroom with a famous person, he would always check out their dong. Here he's given sort of a Sophie's choice of dongs, Daly's choice, where he's he walks up to the urinal and he can only check one of the two dongs on either side of him, and he's got to make the choice. So round one, Mo the bartender versus Principal Skinner. Do you that's, are you do, yeah. you, know, do you know the Simpsons cape? I, I do. I'm familiar. Who would you, who would you choose there? Who, I feel who, like Principal Skinner really? is, is little and skinny, so I would choose Moe's. Yeah, I would. I think Moe would be the guy. Moe's a more um, iconic character. I think. Yeah, you'd really want to know what Moe's looked like. And plus, I feel like Principal. That's part of the reason Skinner's so mean and such an asshole. Also, so, well, Skinner's a little inept. Also, Skinner. He's a man of. He's reached a, a level like he's, he's a school. Old, admi- but he's old, right? He's, he's not that old. But he's a school administrator, mm. and he was giving it to Kerpopple for a while. But still, I feel like he's reached a level of achievement in life that he's not somebody who's dong you want to check out. I'd go with Mo there. Round two. Hey, these are American presidents. I don't know. You're not an American, Kate, so you might not know who these people are. Number 16, Abraham Lincoln versus Teddy Roosevelt, who is, I don't know, he's in the 20s, 21 maybe? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he's 19. I'd go, so definitely go with Abe Lincoln just because he's such an iconic president. Yeah. So I definitely would. But you got to figure. I feel like people would care more about you got, Abe. You got to figure that this, oh, he's 26, Teddy Roosevelt, close enough. I was close, close. He was ten after uh, Abe. Mm. You got to figure this Abraham Lincoln. If you've seen pictures he's, of him, he's like um, he has that gargantuan. Yes, he had gigantism. Gigantism. He's an he, enormous, enormous over, man. Overactive pituitary gland, like Andre the Giant. Yeah. So you could go one of two ways. You know, you're going to walk up there, and of course, this is. 
this Abe Lincoln, he got taken out by J.W. Booth in 1865. And there was no shaving back then. I mean, you saw the guy's beard. Yeah. So it, he had a hairy dick mm-hmm. for sure. So, you know, you walk up next to Lincoln, you're going to see a hairy, gigantic penis. Yeah. Whereas Teddy Roosevelt, there's a little more mystery there. You don't know exactly what you're going to look at. So you might, Ed Daly might, and Ed Daly, we've determined, loves Teddy Roosevelt. He's a big student of history. And Teddy Roosevelt is kind of Ed Daly's guy. So I feel like he would go Teddy Roosevelt. Technically, I wouldn't be looking at any of these because I wouldn't be in the men's room with you. Right. So. Right. Also, but, my, my care factor for you don't all care. of this is yeah, you very, don't, very low. Yeah, you don't give a shit. And that, now, round three, I, don't, I have a feeling you're not going to know who either of these people are. Fourth of July edition, Kobayashi versus Joey Chestnut. Kobayashi. How do I know that name? He's a he's a Japanese guy that's known no. to eat a lot of hot dogs. Oh, that's right. Luck. He's the <laughs> world champion hot dog eater. He was, and now this guy Joey Chestnut, who's really gross to look at, in my opinion, he's he's eats the most hot dogs now. Um, I think he did like yeah. seventy um, something in ten minutes. Like, I care so little about those two that I'm just yeah. I wouldn't I, I can't want, I don't even I don't, I don't have a pick. It would just be like I'd flip a coin. We'll have to we'll have to wait till Ed Daly weighs in. Until next time, that's from Rights of Bill. Thanks, Rights of Bill. Yeah, I like that game. Thank you. Uh, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? Like, let's get into the real topics of the day. What is happening okay. in Fancy Pop? Hey, um, just want to thank our um, Patreon subscribers this week. We have Andrew Salomon, William Izzard. And somebody that just goes by lowercase s. That's baller. Right. S period. Thanks, you guys, for joining our Patreon fam. You are in a small but growing group of listeners that are really supporting us. Yeah, I I really appreciate everyone that's gone into their own pocket and into yeah. their own heart. To help us out here, patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. Hook us up, throw us a couple bucks each and every month. You won't Big even props, notice it. You, guys. you throw us just, you know, it's pennies an episode, really, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, but every little bit helps. We do appreciate all the contributions. Sure patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. Kate, what is going gonna, on in the world of pop culture? I'm going to start with a sad story. Yes. Jim Carrey. As you know, his ex-girlfriend, Catriona White, she committed suicide. She I remember a, you talking about right, that here. Last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it this was. Year, this year is going by so fast. She wrote her, a suicide note that she did not want to go on after their breakup, apparently. Um, so she fatally OD'd on multiple prescription meds back in... Yeah, September 2015, shortly after Jim Carrey broke up with her. In her suicide note, um, she wrote, I've spent three days now in disbelief that you're not here. I can go on brokenhearted and try to put the pieces back. I could. I just don't have the will at this time. I'm sorry you felt I wasn't there for you. I tried to give you my best part. I don't really know about burial or that sort of thing. You are my family. So whatever you choose will be fine. So that's very sad. And according to official documents, it appears 
um, White took some of Carrie's meds. Police found a text on her phone from Jim asking where his painkillers for his back went, um, noting they were missing from under the sink where he kept them. Um, we're also told she'd been taking painkillers in the weeks leading up to her death that were prescribed to her after a surgical procedure. I just want to take this time to say that painkillers are so fucking dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And people don't know. People yeah. do, People don't realize how quickly you can become dependent yes. on them. So. Opioids are the scourge of our country right now. Yes. It's a very much an epidemic. But beyond that, people that are the depression is also an epidemic of its own. Yes. And this girl was depressed. We're told she tried to kill herself with pills in 2012 after her father died. Yeah. And she did... Um, commit suicide on the third anniversary of her death. I just hope Jim Carrey, who seems to be a bit of a maniac, he seems, he's a very talented guy and Mm -hmm. hilarious, but also he seems troubled to me. Yes. I just hope he's not letting this situation weigh on him too much because people are... When people are depressed, they find a lot of different reasons, a lot of blame to place that probably isn't deserved. Um, Speaking of opioid addiction, what was that documentary that we watched a few weeks back? Heroin, colon, Cape Cod. It's on HBO Go, HBO Now. You guys should check that out. Yeah. Um, All right, moving on. Apparently for Nick Cage, happy hour starts... Right after you wake up. Oh, interesting. Nick was spotted on a date Monday morning um, in our neck of the woods, Newport Beach. Oh, he used to have a home there. Maybe he's taken back up residence in Maybe. Newport Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, the actor skipped the coffee and OJ at 7.30 a.m. for a bottle of Cabernet. Wow. 7.30. Well, first, a <laughs> couple things here. I'm shocked that... Nick Cage wakes up at 7.30 in the morning. Also... Earlier, because that's the time he was, like, ordering. Also, who has a date (laughs) at pre... Like, the earliest time possible? Maybe you want to do, like... He's taking her out for breakfast. Maybe. Oh. Because she slept over. Right. I would think. Right. It's a gentlemanly thing to do. Good point. Down, I wonder where they were down on the peninsula somewhere. I don't know. So, so they were probably still going from the night before. That would be my guess. This Nick Cage has got to be putting pushing sixty. I feel like he's a maniac too. In yeah. Terms well, of like, have you seen his hair? <laughs> he. An- I feel like he likes to party. An- yes, obviously. Another guy who was supremely talented and has yes. gone a little bit off the deep end. Um, but ordering a bottle of wine at 7.30 in the morning yeah. is aggressive. Very aggressive. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. More to come on that, I hope. Uh, what else, Kate? Um, this is my final and favorite story yes. of this week. So there's a theory being floated on the internet that Tom Hiddleston, um, if you don't know who he is, he's a British actor who I always well, assumed was gay. Yeah. Um, and he's in the new Avengers movie. Well, no, he's, he's in, now he's not in the new Avengers or the movie. old Avengers. He's in the original Avenger, okay. Avengers, and that's the only way. Any, I bet I'll, everyone that I listens have to our just show outed myself as not being a person that follows, watches, or I cares see, about he, any type of comic. I've book seen movie. the Avengers, and he pl- he's the bad guy, and he plays Loki, who is um, 
Thor's brother. You're basically speaking another language to me. In so, the Avengers. Um, okay, so Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift are apparently a thing. But there's a theory, they're apparently dating. So there's a theory being floated that um, their world tour romance um, is perfect because it's a piece of performance art being filmed for a future music video. So the handsome pair have spent the last three weeks on a world tour of public adorableness. They've made out on the Rhode Island shore, held hands at the Coliseum, danced at a concert in Nashville. And this weekend, the actor was photographed splashing in the surf at T. Swift's home. In the boo? No. Rhode Island. She's got a big pattern in Rhode Island. Island. Wearing, he's wearing a tank top that read, I heart T.S. Oh my God! And no self-respecting man would do no, that. No, nope. so it has no. to be fake. Yeah, it's weird. So some evidence this is all a ruse includes all the paparazzi photos of the couple so far, from their quiet first smooches in Rhode Island to a presumably private meeting with Hiddleston's mother in Suffolk, UK, have been taken by the same photo agency. Mm, do you call that luck? Yeah. Or a contract. Right. Interesting. Next, a picture showing the couple at the Coliseum consulting what could be some kind of script or storyboard during what was supposedly a simple romantic getaway. The Los Angeles Coliseum or the Roman one? (laughs) I think the one in Rome. Other photos show security guards and um, onlooking tourists milling around. Perfect disguises for a professional camera crew that wants to blend into the background. And lastly, the timing's right. Swift has dropped albums every other autumn throughout her career, and a new release this fall would be right on schedule. Fans also expect a teaser single and video in August or September. Meanwhile, Hiddleston could use his own publicity boost at this time as he's nominated for an Emmy for his performance in something called The Night Manager. So oh, everyone, that it's, Night a win, it's a win-win for them both. Uh, I is, would love it if worst. this is true. She's I think it's, it's she is the worst. I agree. This is this is the kind of thing she would do because yes. she is the worst. This is a lot like Joaquin Phoenix. You know what? It's a lot like it's a, a lot like Beyonce's Lemonade, which was um, oh yeah, so fake. Yeah, but it was. A masterful yeah. manipulation yeah. Um, and PR stuff. We really live in a, just a bullshit time. Yes. Um, and, you know, evidenced by our one of our, well, definitely one of our presidential hopefuls. Donald Trump? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The biggest bullshitter of all time. Yeah. So, um,. I'll keep you posted. Oh. But that thing seems oh. like a very legit theory. Thanks and for that. It. You're welcome. Thanks for that. Is that it, Kate? You're welcome. That's it. All right, guys. Excellent thanks job. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We miss you at Daily. Thanks, yes, thanks for being here virtually. Uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Guys, look next week. The Top Gun episode of the show will drop with special guests Jason Stewart and Travis Rogers. Also, next week, look for... For a new installment as we resume The Bachelorette. That is coming down to the wire. The Bachelor lifestyle will resume next week as well. Until then, for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been The Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com, episode 127. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.